The readings today are taken from the book of Exodus, chapter 19, verses 1 to 11, and then chapter 20, verses 1 to 17. On the first day of the third month after the Israelites left Egypt, on that very day, they came to the desert of Sinai. After they set out from Rephidim, they entered the desert of Sinai, and Israel camped there in the desert in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob, and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt, and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. So Moses went back and summoned the elders of the people and set before them all the words the Lord had commanded him to speak. The people all responded together, We will do everything the Lord has said. So Moses brought their answer back to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, I'm going to come to you in a dense cloud so that the people will hear me speaking with you and will always put their trust in you. Then Moses told the Lord what the people had said. And the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Have them wash their clothes and be ready by the third day, because on that day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Chapter 20. And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honour your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. 
You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male or female servant, his ox or his donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. This is the word of the Lord. Father, we do thank you for your word, for every part of it. And we ask that you would uh, open our hearts and eyes and minds to see your love for us and our love for you. Teach us now, we ask, in your name. Amen. Now, I was talking about rules a little while ago. Uh, And there is one game which is extraordinary in its rules because, of course, when you're in, you're actually out. But when you're out, you're actually in. And you can be standing at Silly Mid-Off, Long Leg, or even Cow Corner. You could be bold with a googly. You could have your legs before the wicket. It's bizarre, isn't it? And when you listen to it on the radio, it sounds extraordinary, the way they describe it. But because we all know, well, actually, eventually you may know, if you listen long enough, uh, to these extraordinary rules, you can picture it in your head. You know exactly where they're standing. You know exactly what they've shot, they've played, and how it's gone, simply because of the description of these weird terms. Uh, But without those rules, everything would fall apart. Uh, And I guess we're the same in our houses uh, and in our homes. We have rules in our homes. Even with small children, you do tend to have some rules, and it means that the ornaments move further and further up the cabinet uh, until they're old enough, and then they come back down again. Uh, so that you can see them. Uh, And why do we do that? Why do we move things out of reach? Why do we have rules that you don't play with your your best ladro or whatever it is? It's because they're our treasured possessions. And we don't play with our treasured possessions. We look after them, we protect them, we keep them safe. Uh, And the beautiful phrase... There are some wonderful phrases in this passage, particularly, I thought, in uh, chapter 19, actually. Uh, And those that are are looking at a pew Bible, uh, chapter 19, verse 5, out of all nations you will be my treasured possessions. And that's what God is calling us. And that's what he's saying to us. You are my treasured possessions. I love you. Isn't that fantastic? God himself saying that we are his treasured possessions. And then then there were two other expressions which uh, just sort of caught my eye. Uh, Because interestingly, when uh, Moses is going to go up the mountain, if you remember, to to get those two tablets of stone written by that uh, sparky hand of God, um, he said, I'm going to put limits around my mountain because it might look good to come close but actually I'm an awesome God 
Uh, and it's just better for you to stay slightly away. Just put limits around me. And then he goes on to say, now send the people away for the next two or three days to prepare themselves to come and meet me. And I think that's a great phrase as well. Prepare to meet God. Uh, and I don't mean we're all going to die today, so that's not, that, that's not the f- sort of uh, phraseology I'm thinking of. But we prepare to meet God. Meeting God is not just another day. It's not just another conversation. This was special, really special. And then, of course, we move into chapter 20 and the Ten Commandments themselves, where God's voice calms over the people uh, that are gathered at the foot of the mountain. Uh, And I think there are some really treasured moments in this passage. Uh, And the first is, of course, that we are a treasured possession of God. Jesus Christ, of course, died for our sins to prove his love for us, to prove that we were his treasured possession. And sometimes in in our world it's very difficult, isn't it, to feel that sense of how loved we are, how treasured we are, because actually our life is relatively straightforward. And all things are relative, I understand that, but uh, we have a relatively easy life. We're not living in hardship or in war or in famine I mean, we look at our TV screen and we just take in the news and we think how terrible that must be. But we don't feel how terrible that must be. We don't really get an understanding of what it is like to have no home, no job, no food, no hope, no future. Because that's how they must be feeling. And yet those people, just like us, are the treasured possession of God. So, as the treasured possession of God, we're going to do three things really quickly. First of all, we're going to prepare ourselves. Uh, and I wonder how we prepare ourselves on Sundays. How did you get here this morning? Did you get here in good time? Are we in a good state of mind or are we completely frazzled? Are we burdened by all that the week has to offer? And sometimes we need to appreciate what God has done, that we are his treasured possession, and we need to prepare ourselves to meet the living God. This is not a casual conversation. This is not a casual service because we all like each other and it's fun to meet. It is all of that, but it's so much more than that. We have come here to meet the living God who treats us as his treasured possession. So we prepare ourselves and then during the week we continue that preparation as we share with God day by day. And I was thinking about this and we do need to put limits around us. Because I don't know about you, but uh, and very often I get to work and I'll get my Bible out or I'll get a Bible passage and I'll read it and I'll pray. And, but actually my computer's on and ping, in comes the email and you look at it and you think, oh yes, that's interesting. And you go back to what you're doing, ping, in comes another one. We need to put limits around. 
I need to turn the screen off. Actually, I need to shut my door. I know it's got glass walls, so that, but that's fine. But I can still shut the door. I need to put limits around my time with God. Because I am his treasured possession. And he should be mine as well. And then, when we look at those commandments, we need to look at our behaviour, how we work out our life with God. Because we look at these commandments and we, we read them and we think, no, I haven't murdered anyone recently, that's, that's good, tick. Have we not? How did, how did you look at those people on the, on the checkout till yesterday when they got it wrong? What did you say to them in that little quip when they thought they were being funny and it wasn't funny to you? How did we respond when people uh, were nasty to us? With love? Or did we go back, push back even harder? Because in a sense we murder people with what we say and what we do and how we act. We wish them dead in effect. You get the point, I, mean, I don't want to exaggerate it. But there's more to these commandments than meet the eye. What does it really mean to put God first? And to have no other gods before him? Where should those limits be? How do we prepare ourselves? So just in these few minutes, I just want us to stop and think. And then in the week ahead, to carry those thoughts with us. How do we prepare to meet God? What limits do we put around us when we meet him? And how does that meeting with God change us so that when we go out and meet other people, we're different? We're different people because we know we are the treasured possession of God. The treasured possession of God. I told you it was easy stuff for a holiday service. Great though. It's exciting to think how treasured we are. Let's just bow our heads. Father, we cannot begin to understand your faithfulness that over all those centuries you have tried to draw your people back to yourself because you love us so much. And in just the same way that you showed your love to them, you show it to us. How can we know the mind of our God Yet when we look at what you do for us, we are so thankful. In the light of your mercy, we can see that you love us, that you treasure us, that you want us to be with you day by day by day. So help us, Father, in this week to come, to set our hearts and minds on the path that follows you. In your name we ask. Amen.